0: feel free to go to my store on my website at www.healingvitality.ca. Thanks so much for coming on this journey with me. So I'm super excited today because I'm reconnecting with somebody I would have come across probably, oh gosh, 15 years
1: ago? Sounds right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Crazy time flies. I'm really excited to bring Sheila Furlong to you, the rest of the world, because I have a feeling we're going to have lots of fun having this chat today. Thanks so much, Sheila. It's
1: my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Can you please tell us about yourself?
1: There's a lot to, to tell. I am a school bus driver. I work for a national park. I am a business owner. We own a, a business uh, called Nerdful Things. I am a nerd. I did homeschool my children. The theme of our homeschool was Surviving the Zombie Apocalypse just because I love learning resourcefulness and learning how to take care of ourselves should anything ever happen. We know how to forage. We know how to purify water. We've built a cabin by hand using hand tools, lots of great things, worked on our cars. To explore different building options you can build houses out of tires you can build houses out of straw you can build houses out of sticks you can make lean-to you can put a hammock up in a tree there's lots of fun things to know about this world and i have a child now who teaches foraging and medicine making for a living and i have another child who's teaching survival so uh, we got something uh, a lot more out of it too
0: very cool now did you come to homeschooling with all that knowledge already
1: I did have a lot of knowledge. I was a free-range child. <laughs> I was what you would call a willful child. So I guess maybe it was easier for them just to let me go off on my own. I, I did spend summers as three and four years old taking uh, the family dog to the beach. The dog did was a very uh, good babysitter, and I would forage, play at the beach. I would commune with I guess, nature, play with insects and bugs and bring my food home. Uh, my grandmother learned how to eat wild foods and make medicines from an elder in her community. And so she passed that down to us. So I, we kind of knew what we could eat and what we couldn't do. I could be gone for the whole day and just eat off end. So, yeah, I did, I did come by it, honestly.
0: Yeah, wow. Okay. Honestly, to have that lineage of knowledge is uh, amazing and how you pass it on to your kids is, is wonderful. I hope that there's a book in your history or future <laughs> to share in that format because I would read it. <laughs> I did not grow up doing that. And it's always fascinated me to be able to be self-sufficient. I, am I self-sufficient? No. No, not at all. But it's always fascinated me to have that knowledge and experience in order to do that so that you just have more, I'm going to say, confidence as you walk through the world. If you know that you can do all that stuff, it's kind of like knowing a self-defense reality. You just have, that's my perception
1: anyways. Right, because you could have your basement full of food, but if there's a tidal wave or something and that food's all gone or if there's a fire and that food's all gone, what can you do? Well, there, there are lots of other things to do. It, it's so funny to me because grocery stores only became a thing around the 90, 1950s, right? Mm. So be, before that, we, we did know how to take care of ourselves, how to farm or grow our own food. And, I mean, before that, the indigenous people, they took care of the land and they lived off of the land. It, it, it took care of them.
0: Totally. I'm of the mindset that we need to ask more questions and sit around a table and learn from people who have been doing it for centuries. That's, that's where I'm at. It's like, tell me more. I agree. <laughs> tell me more. I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm excited to learn more myself today. So so that's an eclectic mix of jobs or things that you do. And before the podcast, you were telling me that you volunteer as well. So what kind of things do you volunteer with or what kind of situations does that take
1: you in? I saw a trend towards anti-immigration. And so uh, my daughter also saw that, and she requested that we maybe volunteer with MAGMA. So we have done some volunteering with with MAGMA. As a family, volunteering is very important to us. I volunteered more than I've worked in my life, I think. uh, We used to volunteer at the Open Hands Food Bank that's Mm -hmm. shut down now, but we volunteered there for years, just helping the community whenever we can. Mm -hmm so so now most of my volunteering is of people basically based on a need if i hear of a need I, I just go and i go and help out
0: i know i pointed somebody in your direction for homeschooling not that long ago actually and that was something because we've we crossed past 15 years ago but we just kind of like hi how are you like We didn't go into more details when we'd see each other beyond that. And so the homeschooling journey to me would be fascinating to have sponges, these little minds wanting to learn something and be able to create the learning environment that engages them.
1: Right. And it was all about getting to know my children and their passions and their likes and their desires because I see a trend and I, I could be wrong. I see a trend towards people just not knowing who they are, not knowing what their talents are. You ask them what they're good at. They just don't know. So with the homeschool, they express an interest in something, and great, we can we can try that. And some of it took off. My daughter, one daughter, loves photography. And so we joined the, the local photography group. Another daughter liked gardening. So we volunteered at local organic gardens, and we even did some wolfing so she got to experience that and she she takes care of plants now and she has little chickens and it tells them they they know who they are they know what they're good at they know what they love and and they can follow that stephanie she pursued her interest her field of passion at 17 she was confident enough she had the skills to go and help set up a bit a brand new business that was just setting up in toronto she took off it was the most uh, stressful thing for me because she's so young to be so far away especially in toronto but she knew when she got there there was cab drivers trying to come up and approach her she's like you know you know what i'm gonna go where they sit the cabs go she she had uh, wisdom beyond as what a 17 year old normally would to know how to protect herself in that situation she was at her desk and she was playing solitaire or something because she was supposed to be monitoring the. The social media and she was supposed to be taking pictures and her boss came by and he was very upset He like what are you doing what like what are you doing and she said well i'm just waiting for questions to come in and he said well what about all your work and she said i'm done and he said you're done that was the work for the week and he checked it and sure enough she had done it all that day because again being homeschooled they're used to working independently on their own and, and, and being efficient and getting things done so it was very interesting
0: i guess holy cow that's amazing so you're basically a poster child for what our school system could morph into (laughs) because the school system
1: is great for some people yes and yeah and it's not so great for others that there's yeah there's benefits to both
0: yeah i i guess there was a cartoon at one point i don't know if it was sir ken but it was a cartoon of uh basically different animals in a classroom outside and there was a fish a zebra a monkey yes a chicken a tree yep our homework today is to climb a tree and you know the fish the cheetah a horse the zebra the cow the chicken are kind of going climb the tree yeah and and that to me is kind of where we're sitting Again, I don't have children. I don't know. I did come through the school system, and in hindsight, I look backwards and and know that there were holes in the process and question some of the things we were taught because history is now coming out that we weren't even taught, but it was happening all around us. So
1: we were told that our kids their through. legs together to make music it's actually their wings (laughs) we were taught I think we were just given information just to regurgitate information we weren't really taught
0: right and I mean that's how I got to university and I learned to memorize stuff in in school and did really really well in like secondary all the way through school memorizing stuff well you can't memorize university curriculum you cannot it does not work that way you're not spoon fed and so, university became just a social education for me, more than um, an education in that sense, because I didn't know how to study and learn. Um, right. So that's that's kind of my personal experience with it. But this isn't a criticism on a system where you know I admire the people who work in that system so much because there's so many things laid on them in terms of rearing our children today. And you're right. seeing that from the bus driving perspective, I'm sure. Um, and I know so
1: many teachers who are passionate and love what they do and they're good at what they do.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. They're just, they're working in a system that I think puts them in between a rock and hard place sometimes because the students have gotten more and more diverse as we've gone through time. So, yeah. Yeah, but I bless them. It's like, holy, it's like, holy smokes. I ran a camp for three years and I'm like, I don't know how parents do it. I don't know how teachers do it. Like, holy cow. Holy cow. Yeah,
1: that's true. You did do that. That was so exciting.
0: Yeah, but it gave me a lot of awareness to the energy that goes into inspiring children. And it's, it's huge.
1: It is. It is. And to see them inspired and to see them to love what they're doing.
0: It's so amazing oh my gosh yeah yeah Yeah. the 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 payback is huge so your eclectic life of these different avenues it's like you're a hand and you've got fingers out in all these different places in society where did that come from
1: not enough fingers i want to live a thousand years i i do i do art too i can I can draw. I wanted to take art at school, speaking in school, and they wouldn't let me because they wanted me to be a doctor or something. But I love art and I love nature and I wanted to take environmental studies. And I teach myself that stuff now. I'm I'm taking, I'm learning languages on Duolingo. I just, I'm just, I love life. Like we're here for a finite amount of time. And there's just so many things to know and to do. And why not know something rather than not know something? Travis called me a. A butthole. <laughs> oh no! Because, because as a homeschooler, I, when it came time to teach music, I was just working as very little because I was spending most of my time homeschooling, and so I really couldn't afford music. Lessons. I taught myself how to play keyboard. I didn't think that was very fair. I taught myself to play a keyboard so I could teach the kids how to play keyboard. <laughs> wow! Oh so, yeah. He was pretty annoyed by that because, as you know, he's worked very, very hard. He's a musician. He's a musician. He's he's a a musician. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He worked very hard to get ready. It just came so easily to me. And, again, they wouldn't let me take music lessons at school. So could you imagine if I could have done that? I don't know where I'd be.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: I could I could sit. My kids make fun of me because I could sit in a field and just watch the grass. You watch the flower. You watch just sit there and look at the flower and you'll see a little crab spider, perfectly camouflaged, grab a, a bug out of midair. And it's like, wow, where did that come from? Or you look and you see a little woolly bear and then you learn that it's it has antifreeze. So you can thaw it up in your hand and it'll it'll be perfectly fine if you put it back and it freezes again. <laughs> Life is just so awesome.
0: This is why I wanted you on my podcast <laughs> right there. <laughs> Life is awesome. We just have it to is. observe it and learn from it. Yeah. Yeah. Take the opportunities to see and learn and be. Absolutely.
1: Just lying in a hammock in a tree and letting the tree sway you and you watch the clouds and you listen to the birds and listening to leaves fall. Have you ever been in the woods this time? Yes, you're in the woods all the time. Yeah. Just standing still and listening to the leaves fall and smelling that that humus and oh, it's
0: beautiful oh my gosh yeah myself it's the evergreen needles i'm like oh my goodness oh. <laughs> it's just so magical <laughs> like you can't bottle yeah. it yeah you cannot bottle well you could bottle it i haven't figured out how to <laughs> bottle it you can it. it's incredible and it's taking the time and the opportunity to go do it somebody made the statement to me the other day you know we can prioritize anything in our lives, anything. And I think at this stage of where we're at is we're we're in this opportunity to reprioritize. And I don't know if the last few years have given us that gift. Maybe it has because some things slowed down, some things speeded up. Oh, yes. But it has given us a little bit of a gift, I think, to reprioritize where and what we pay attention to or align our time with. Because somebody said you can pursue excellence in anything if you choose to spend time doing that thing. And I'm like, that is so true. And excellence doesn't have to be an achievement. Excellence can just be pursuing presence or pursuing awareness right like it doesn't have to be there doesn't have to be a metal associated with it and what you've said so far today I'm like oh my goodness she has achieved presence and perhaps it's from being a three-year-old hanging out with a dog at the beach all day I'm not sure but your
1: awareness <laughs> Spiders
0: and, yeah oh. right so I'm gonna shift gears a little bit Sheila how does intuition come to you
1: intuition there's so many different ways it comes to me but i was my i mentioned my my grandmother learning from the indigenous community but my father is actually indigenous so i'm part indigenous and then my mother's irish her ancestry is irish so the supernatural world was just always normal for us so i've had i've had uh, dreams that have come true and i i would talk about this dream and i remember one dream was about a a cat being injured and I won't go into details. And I was telling my dad about it, it as we're on way to visit our cousins and we get there and they have kittens and they're playing the kittens and I quickly forget about my dream and we're having a good time. And then we shut the door and we walk away and then we hear we hear somebody being upset and we go run and explore and this incident happened just like in my dream. And I asked my dad later. He was in the hospital recently, I said, "Dad, why didn't you talk to me about that?" I told you this dream, and it came true. He said, "What should to talk about?" That's normal. Mm-hmm. So it comes to me in dreams. It comes to me in ideas, or just uh, just of knowing. I frequently, I take so many things to prayer. Things that normally I just pray all day. I pray all day. I've always prayed all day because I, I spent so much time alone. I did have friends, but I preferred to read and I preferred to hang out with spiders and snakes and go looking for you know collecting tadpoles and just observing playing in the woods not not things that other people would like I don't I'm not interested in the latest fashion I'm not interested in all that stuff so it was just something that I developed and I just know it's annoying there's just so many different examples and experiences that it's very hard to to come up with i I try to teach my children how to do that too. You know, just listen to your gut. They want me; they want my advice. And I'm like, well, my ideas and my life experiences are very limited. So, go with your gut, go with your intuition. And the way I can describe it is just as a knowing of something that maybe you might not necessarily would have known yourself, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it does. I haven't heard it described that way, but it's very true. <laughs> I've had a lot of podcasts, and that's succinct, very true.
1: My family, my children went bowling, and there was no particular reason for me to say this or to think this. But there was one individual, an employee there, and I said to one particular child, I said, whatever you do. Do not add this person to Facebook, do not entertain this person whatsoever. Do not bring this person to our house. And I, I had so many experiences and they had they had seen so many experiences where my intuition was bang on that I just I just took for granted that they were going to trust and listen because when I'm told not to do something by a higher power, I just trust and and, and do it mm-hmm. usually. Yeah. <laughs> I do have my moments too, but they didn't listen. And it took them right off of their, their track. It was devastating for so many different reasons. It ended up being almost life threatening for this person. And they had a hard time getting out of it. Wow. Out of their relationship. So they did date them, they did do all the things that I asked them not to. So there was no reason for me to feel that way. An employee working there you're at a bowling alley you're bowling why would i why would i know that i don't know it's just Mm knowing, and it's very hard because it's second nature to me i've done it all my life so it's it's hard to it's hard to explain but yeah it's just not my idea there's no reason why i I would there's no reason why i would think that
0: right wow well it's interesting because that knowing, that idea that pops sometimes can come to us through many different avenues. Like sometimes it is literally something in our brain or in our mind. Are there other ways that your body receives?
1: Yes, I've I've had a lot of interesting experiences all my life. Uh, it's not anything that I can I can control or usually make happen. I know that I went walking with my friends and we were walking for exercise, and I bent down, and I i don't know what I was doing. I, I just bent down. I, I was reaching for something, and she started crying, and then I grabbed it, and I saw there was a four-leaf clover, and she started crying, and she told me her mom always would go for walks with her, and no matter where or what they were doing, her mother would find four-leaf clovers and give them to her. oh oh, that's gonna make me cry yeah Yeah. so so her mother reached out to her through through me
0: yes
1: how beautiful so it's very it's very freaky to have that happen i've gone to uh goosebumps one of my favorite things to do and it sounds so morbid i mean i love the birth of a baby i love all aspects of life but being with people as as they're dying too is a beautiful thing and i was My grandmother was in the hospital, and in my mind's eye, there's a young man there—a little boy. He's about eight years old. He he had—he's a beautiful boy, dark hair, brown eye, black eyebrows. And I was describing him to her. He wore a blue vest. It had a crest. He had a white shirt, um, a white dress shirt, black pants. I could see him very clearly, and I described what I saw and she said she thought it was this person so I said no that's not it so I started to draw draw him and um, that's how I looked that my mother actually wore uniforms I didn't know that before that they had uniforms in their school it was not that anybody ever told me because I saw it but mm-hmm. as I was drawing a picture of him to show her I looked at the picture and it actually scared me the, the name was there Paul Martin so it was my great aunt frida's little boy she had tb um. my great aunt frida she's a tb carrier so paul was the oldest and he passed away and then they all passed away shortly after them and she had babies after that they until they figured out what was going on so it was her my grandmother's nephew nephew wow i've had uh, lots of experiences when one night I woke up and I smelled cigarette smoke, yes. and at the foot of my bed was my my stepmother. <laughs> She's passed away, so I'm like, oh, my gosh. So, uh, yeah, she, she tried to reach me for a while, and she didn't really want me around when she was alive. So I asked my elder, Reg, I asked one of my elders, what she could possibly want is that i think she wants to say she wants to say she's sorry she wants you to forgive her and i'm like well i have ready forgiven her. i'm a little bit scared of her um, i'm not anymore that was, i said you know but i have ready forgiven her. there's nothing to forgive i understand it was our child and we all do the best we can so i reached out to my brother and i said uh, to my brother i said is there anything you need to forgive her for and he explained to me that in fact, no, they were quite close. My brother was born, conceived and born as my parents were separating, so he uh-huh. kind of didn't have a parent. She, my, my mother was depressed. My father was off starting his new life. So, Paul, my stepmother was basically his caregiver, and he described a moment where they were in a car accident and she let go of the wheel and she shielded him with the body. And she took him bowling and he felt like she was the only parent, but he also was crying because he was depressed. She was trying to reach out to me to, to get me to help my brother. So now my brother's being supported wow. because he's the strong silent type and
0: yeah.
1: he doesn't really reach out. No. So we had to reach out to him. And, and so she brought my awareness to that. There's all kinds of things. Oh, I'm going to send you a picture later. I had this cat. I thought it was a cat getting on my bed, getting on my bed, getting on my bed. And there's a reality ripple that you can use. It's an app on TikTok of all things that's supposed to take energy. And I'll show you. It's a picture, a perfect picture of uh, of my dog oh, that yeah. had passed away. Oh, and, uh, so another time we we're in this house, mm-hmm. and I went downstairs to the basement. My daughter, my kids were at at camp, and I went downstairs to the basement, and there's this pitbull bull you could tell that she had been a mother at one point and i knew her name i knew her name her name was i thought it was maddie so i called and she's like where's zoe and i'm like how is this dog talking to me why is her talking in my basement so i messaged zoe and i'm like what's with the pitbull bull in the basement she goes oh we watch movies together sometimes It was was so crazy So then I asked my dad Because this is my cousin's house I asked my dad if my cousin had a pit bull And yes apparently he did And the pit bull was quite mean Travis has since sent her on her way because she was scared dogs but
0: they're very sensitive to energy uh i'm smiling this whole time because i'm like oh cigarette smoke i know what that's like and oh yes like i'm hoping that this resonates with other listeners because there are things that occur smells that you'll smell like definitely those are aspects of intuition and there's so many ways it can come i'm so excited you shared so much with us today this is awesome
1: i don't share this stuff with a lot of people but now i have <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> yes yes well and realizing that your pets who passed on are animals that passed on or that people visit you not only not just for your awareness but sometimes to create situations to create healing Those are things that happen. And you're not crazy if this is happening to you out there, people. This is just something that's really special that intuition can bring. So thank you so much, Sheila, for sharing these things because they exist and they're real. (laughs) And it's true. And beautiful things can come from it. So, wow. Yeah, I have a feeling we'll be talking again. Definitely. Awesome. Thank you so much. There's lots more to share, I think. I appreciate your candidness.
1: This is my pleasure.
0: Well, until next time. Sounds great. Thank you so much for giving us your time today. We truly appreciate our guests for sharing their stories and insights about how intuition has impacted their lives. And I'm so grateful for Peter Trainer for his time in giving me this original music. It's now your turn. It's your turn to listen and act on your own intuition and help make the world a better place. Until next time, keep seeing, being, knowing, and doing. If you like this podcast, please share it. If you want to find others like it, Go to www.healingvitality.ca or wherever you would find your podcasts. We would love to have you join us on this journey. Come be a crow sitting in the tree. Be part of our community.